Hey, and a happy Tuesday to you. Once again, you're at the Airport Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we talk about the greatest disaster movie ever made, the 1970 Universal Pictures Airport. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I am host number two, Mark Cerulli of CovertOps.tv, and uh, we have a very special uh, navigator in the cockpit for this episode, (laughs) uh, Mr. Hal Bryan, who is the senior editor of the Experimental Aircraft Association. Well, hi, guys. It's uh, I, I can't even begin to tell you how much fun it is to be invited and to come on out and talk about a movie I've known my whole life. And Joe Petroni was a household word as a kid. That is awesome. Wow. Uh, most of the people that we've had on the show have uh, never seen it until we asked them to be on. So it's a, it's a refreshing <laughs> break to not have to explain what, what the movie's about or who's oh, in it great. or that it's not – Leslie Nielsen has no role in this entire movie. <laughs> it is no part of it. My Both my parents worked for United Airlines. That's how they met. Uh, they met when she was a stewardess, he was a captain. So airline stuff was in my blood, and I've I've been around aviation since the day I was born. Just like the Barry Nelson character. Exactly. He, he met his wife that long, way. As long as it that's wasn't right. like a Dean Martin character. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> well, let's... Your dad wasn't uh, named Byrne, was he? No, no. Uh-huh. He had it legally changed, uh-huh. so... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, was, what, uh, what kind of equipment did your dad fly? He started, uh, he had the golden age career at United Airlines that you could never repeat. He started in 1952 on the, on the DC-3, uh, so toward, maybe toward the end of the DC-3's career. And when he retired, he was flying the 747 as a captain. Wow. So that, you know, that epic you just would never do again. And you know what, what always kind of cracks me up, uh, made us laugh as kids, is one of his co-pilots, who was one of his best friends for quite some time, was named Barry Nelson. So we'd always laugh. We'd see the airport credits. I thought you were yeah. going to say his name was Sully Sullenberger. That would have been amazing. <laughs> he taught him everything he knew. <laughs> wow. So uh, this is kind of like uh, old home week, I guess, watching this movie. It, 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 it is kind of strange. I, mean, I grew up in an air, airline family. My dad, my dad was in an airline, but my mom worked for American Airlines uh, since 1944. Oh, my and God. She retired yeah. in 89, not on the uh, flight side, but on the uh, – uh, reservation side, her uh, she worked for a couple. She said that everybody everybody now is either a boulevard or a museum. She worked for uh, Amon oh, Amon Carter, C. R. Smith, the whole works for American. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! From forty four to eighty nine. So my dad was fifty two to eighty nine, and wow. so you know just about that same epic. But she had a head start. That's incredible. Yeah, and you know the, all the stuff. I mean, you you and I pro, probably have both spent a lot of time flying non rev So we've flown the B seat, like yes. uh, Helen Hayes did. You don't. You're not a stowaway, but you feel like one. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> she does have. Did a, you exactly ever? Right. Either, did you ever sit next to a slightly overweight guy sweating and clutching a briefcase? <laughs> Pretty much every flight, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and and when you say slightly, I think you're being generous. Uh, you know, they're always a big guy. And tracing the route on a map. I mean, not to get ahead of myself. Yeah, but right. I that Putting a big X over the ocean. <laughs> right. And of course, I'm in there in my you know brown hat with the pom pom and my tweed yeah. jacket. <laughs> The black velvet collar, just thinking, what's going on? Yes. Wow. It's uh, yeah. We, we've uh, we've all grown up in that situation, apparently. <laughs> apparently, we have. Wow. Although, did did you guys ever fly with Jacqueline Bissett? No, no. no, no unfortunately, no. I, I I don't recall any flight attendants that looked like that uh, back in no. growing up days. It was just they were very angry. <laughs> right. The ones yeah. I, uh, I knew a few who looked like Van Helfen or Heflin, excuse <laughs> Hef- me. But. Yeah. Van Halen, I call him Van Halen. Van Halen, yeah. <laughs> I, did hear, I did hear that at the beginning. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, but uh, we are in, uh, we're already at minute 72. I can't get over this movie, just keeps rolling right along. And finally, they're in the air, though. That, that is a good thing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dino's giving his uh, welcome aboard speech and explaining that he's uh, reaching a cruising altitude of uh, 33,000 feet, which I'm correct. That's odd numbered eastbound is the right way to do it. Isn't that right? Or Generally speaking, yeah, above uh, above 3,000 feet. Now, that's primarily for VFR traffic. So that's, that rule is usually the 3,000 to 18,000 mark. But um, but on an airway like this, it would be it would be established. So. Um, at the end of the day, I, I think it does make sense. And, you know, that's one thing. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but um, I, I take great pride. And on, on number one, in my, my movie collection, especially in aviation movies in particular, I take great pride in finding what's wrong in every single one of them. And, you know, there was, overall, there is surprisingly little to complain about in airports, sort of beginning to end. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, six, 620 uh, miles an hour seems a, a pretty normal uh, speed for a 707. I mean, that's like Mach 0.8, is that? Right, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Of course, you know, the, the Mach number varies with the altitude. But he's, and he's specifically saying ground speed, which is good. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, his airspeed would be, I don't know, maybe half that, something, something like that at that altitude. But the actual ground speed would, would make sense. Uh, you know, even, even the routing. Yes, yeah, North, North, North Atlantic route. I mean, it's that's real. You know, it, it seems like the normal approach of you know leaving leaving Chicago like that. This just seems perfectly right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it all seems uh, very very normal, very natural, and like like you said, very accurate. I'm not sure how often the cell call lights would come on for a, for an average flight. That that seems like it would be abnormal. But I I've talked with modern pilots who say that cell call is still active. I, I wasn't aware that uh, a technology from the 50s and 60s is still going pretty strong, at least on international flights. Yeah, a lot of that technology is still is still there. I, I teach uh, a private pilot ground school at uh, at work for coworkers who, who are maybe interested in aviation but aren't flying themselves yet. And it's surprising how much of the stuff uh, that we still reach back to, you know, to that era, even in smaller private airplanes, you know, when all of us have GPS moving maps on our phones and everything else or our watches now. Yeah, and are they well, still, are they still using like DME and stuff? That's or? reassuring. <laughs> so, it, it's well, it's it's uh, to answer your question, yeah, DME is still out there, although that's steadily being retired. VOR, the uh, very high frequency or visual omni range, starting to see those get retired in favor of GPS. So we're finally starting to see some of this technology go away. But we still have to train people on using the E6B, which is the aluminum slide rule. Wow. So and of course, and then we say, now that you know how to do it, forget that and install the app on your phone like a civilized person would. Would I could sure use a refresher course on that? Let me tell you. Oh, every time we teach it, I spend the day before trying to remember how to use the thing because it's, but it's ingenious and you know it works when the power's out. So there's yeah. something to be said for that. Wow. Well, if the power's out, you're, you've got more troubles than trying to find your way around. Uh, right. But yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's amazing how little. I mean, when you watch this, the the rituals that that are going through here, that you know, running the checklists and and the just general operations really hasn't changed 50 years on as we're as we're watching this film, or 45 years on as we're watching this film. And what about air traffic control? Are those systems still pretty much the same, or have they been updated? There's there's certainly been some technology updates, but you know, at the end of the day, you still have a room full of guys 
and people now, I guess, not not strictly guys. Um, there, there's less cigarette smoke now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They leave the crusts on the sandwiches yeah. uh, across the board, <laughs> um, but you still have people sitting in front of scopes. It's it's computerized, and the um, do they still move those little cards or whatever they the, are around the, the strips? You know, it's yeah. only been in the last few to maybe several years. I mean, to me, anything that happened like after two thousand is sort of still new, but <laughs> it's really only been in that the last several years that they've they've really gotten away from from the physical paper strips and just do digital wow. handoffs and things. But the you know most of the jargon is the same, most of the language is the same, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Now, uh, departure traffic leaving Chicago is is it still uh, Chicago, Toronto, Cleveland? Is that is that the way the national centers would run? That would still yeah, that would sure still make sense, especially given that northerly you know that northerly routing out of there. I'm not to be honest off the top of my head without looking at a chart, I couldn't tell you how far south you know Toronto's coverage would go there, but. Um, you know, at its worst, that's still very, very a very, very plausible scenario. Yeah, and they're probably still trying to skirt whatever the storm is that's out there. Right. So it, it could, you know, he could be zigging and zagging trying to get around stuff. It's not out of the ordinary. Um, but yeah, it, it is uh, fascinating. Re- it's fascinating how much realism pops up in this. Uh, in a future episode, we're going to be talking with the uh, head of. Uh, MSP, who uh, the, he's the counterpart of uh, Burt Lancaster, and he has some interesting stories about how realistic uh, Burt Lancaster's job is portrayed. Oh wow! So, uh, so that's a oh that's God, that's going to be great. That's a that's a great find as a guest. That's a very special guest. I'm just some guy you found, but no, no, that's you, a you, that's you, a special guest. Yeah, he uh, he does a good job, and uh, well, I won't, I won't spoil it. It's coming up in minute 101, but there's uh, there's some interesting interesting overlays on uh, his. He doesn't he does not have a uh, he does not have a brother-in-law who tells him how to shovel snow, but uh, he, interesting. interesting and, and he's at uh, he's at Minneapolis now. You said, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's he's, okay. So one thing I was curious, I was trying to dig this up, I couldn't tell for sure. So I noticed Minneapolis right now has, you know, their runways are uh, they've got several of them, but they've got a two-two, which of course is you know prominent in the in the film, and then they've got three-zero as opposed to two-niner. Right. Um, what some people don't realize, and maybe you guys have covered this, and I, I blanket apology for not having been caught up on all 71 minutes of podcast before my show tonight, but um, a lot of people don't realize that runway numbers can change over time as the North Pole changes position. I yeah. did not know that. So. Yeah, and what happened was that when they extended, they extended their old runways, which were 2-9 or left and 2-9 or right. Okay. Uh, as they extended it, the way I'm understanding it is the... It was like two niner point four, and when they extended oh, sure. it, they it changed it enough that it was pointing toward three uh, zero. So they they renumbered their old their their original runways. There were two niner and two two. That's that was confirms my suspicion, and it was it mm-hmm. wasn't the simplest thing to do. A quick bit of internet research and find out, you know, show me an airport diagram from sixty eight, sixty nine or so when this might have been shot. Um, Versus now, but anyway, that's just total yeah. nerddom right there. But there, there is there is a bunch of stuff up there that is still active. I mean, Mark and I are planning on uh, finishing up the show at uh, MSP uh, from, oh, cool. from there and try to interview their snow desk people and things. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll get them in toward the uh, the triple digit minutes. Oh, that'd be great. Are you, uh, is this going to be a live broadcast? Is that's mm, that's not too far for me. We might, yeah, we might stream. <laughs> we might stream it. We'll see how how it goes. Although it's, uh, we'll probably. Yeah, I don't know about going there in February, <laughs> January. <laughs> yeah, oh may, come on, it's worth a try. We may we may pick it before the before they get the conga line set up. Right. But uh, it should be. We want we want to track down the equivalents of their patronies and their snow desks and. Uh, 
and somewhere there's got to be fireplaces in that building. <laughs> so <we're> gonna, <laughs> you gonna know there working. has to be. We're going to keep and interesting desk models of aircraft and such. Yes, yes, yeah. I know you were uh, you were particularly when we were talking about this before that you were particularly pleased by the uh, the TWA Concorde or the TWA SST that was uh, listed in a previous minute. Um, yeah, that was, and again, and again, apologies, I haven't heard what you guys talked about about that, but um, that's, you know, those were made for travel agency models, and it's interesting, mm-hmm. the, uh, I, want uh, me one. I, I love the uh, Internet Movie Plane Database site, they do a nice job, but they actually have it misidentified as a, 20, as a Boeing 2707. Now, there is a smaller model of a 2707 in his office, but that TWA model is, it's 100% Concorde, and that TWA had plans like so many other airlines, uh, you know, they were going to buy them. And that one, I think, is, I don't know, three or four feet long. And then in our museum here in Oshkosh, we've got the, the seven-footer that just kind of hides in a stairwell. And it's, mm. it's uh, one of my favorite artifacts to go and show people because it's a little bit off the beaten path. Wow. Yeah, I, I was wondering about that. Thank goodness you're on the show because I used to work for British Aerospace. And, of course, we serviced the Concorde when I was in. Oh, of course. And uh, when I was looking at it, it didn't look like a Boeing to me because the four Olympus engines sticking out the back were like, oh, right. wait a minute, that's, that's one of ours. Yeah, so, no swing wings or anything else. I mean, it's obviously it's a, you know, it's a single piece sort of hand carved, maybe hand carved, you know, model that's that's lacking in detail. But it's it's unmistakably Concorde. Um, and I didn't realize they made them in those other sizes either. That's the, really the first other one I've ever seen was in the show. <laughs> Which means somewhere, you know, Heritage Auctions or eBay or somebody has them. Yeah, And exactly. they're just going to pop up. So to keep the search terms on your auction watch. Right. Um, not to wander too far, uh, too far afield, but very, very quickly, uh, elsewhere in our collection, we've got a number of these travel agency models like that. We've got this uh, – I, I wish we had video or something for the, the show at some point because we've got uh, – um, a 707, that's one of the transparent cutaways. So it's actually very much like the one, one you see in the film, oh. but this one is finished and polished. So it's got the, the transparent skin on a lot of the fuselage. And, you know, every guy in there has got his three-piece suit, and most of them have their gadabout hats. And, mm. and they're all drinking cocktails, and they're up smoking in the smoking lounge and stuff. It's all these little tiny people, and it's just it's just the epitome of late 60s cool. Oh, I smell a, uh, a Wisconsin road trip coming. We're definitely yeah. <laughs> I'll bring the duffel bag. <laughs> Excellent. Make it a big one. Wow. Uh, do they have little Dymo labels on the side of it? I just that was, a, that was a discussion that we had about it. That was, well, that was such high quality. That was just yeah. amazing. Wow. Well, oh the, the the fellow that I always feel bad for in this uh, in this scene is uh, the hapless Gary Collins, who he oh my gosh he was hired to act. <laughs> right. Most of the time, he's just sitting behind Dean Martin reading a copy of the uh, Hollywood Reporter. Just <laughs> right, right. <laughs> reading the casting updates. Yeah. Well, it's like I look at him, and he, as soon as he as soon as he leans in, I mean, he's got that you know the big toothy grin. He leans in, and suddenly I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking two things. I'm thinking Love American Style, and then you know Circus of the Stars. Yeah. <laughs> and I just it's so hard to recognize. Just you're not an actor. You are Gary Collins. I can never tell you exactly why you're famous, but you're just you're famous for that. <laughs> yes, he, you know he goes goes back to the uh, the the dressing room and calls up Marianne and goes, "Well, I didn't have any lines again today, but you know it's a paycheck." Right, exactly, it's uh, a living. Just yeah, he, <laughs> he no no Oscar no Oscar this week, so <laughs> not, not this week. But uh, yeah, but, he, but the guy just kept working, didn't he? Yeah, he just, yeah, he just and he uh, he he went on the track that Finn later missed. So uh, we're uh, <laughs> yeah. Peter Coakley just sits sits at home going, I could have had Gary Collins' job. I could have been somebody. 
but uh, really a uh, uh, a fun little a fun little minute. I mean, there's not a lot of stuff going on. We get to see another view of Pat Priest at the uh, at the beginning of the minute behind uh, Helen Hayes. Oh right, dreaming of her monster days and yes. Uh, <laughs> Poor, poor Van Heflin acting with his eyeballs and drawing. <laughs> and sweating and drawing yeah. on that map. But, you know, you look closely at the map, he basically gets it right, too. Yeah, yeah. That's the darndest thing. You know, you would just... He's got I, that, that great circle route. Just, oh, that's how it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. And, and it even kind of dives south right before he gets to the Atlantic. And and it's... It, I just... I scratch my head saying... I, I'm impressed, but you see, you wonder why did they they bother working so hard to get it right? Because you don't see that in most other aviation movies. No, well, so, somebody, you know, the technical advisors on this really cared, and uh, the fact that no none of the other people figured it, or you know, Helen Hayes was assuming that he was trying to win a tour, uh, you know, a tour of Rome. Oh, right. But it's amazing all the all the little the little itty bitty details. Um, and and Whit Bissell, you know, he he's just happy he's got another payday coming too. So it's, right, it's, and he's just sitting there. He's just just rock solid, cool, distinguished. You yeah, know, yeah. he's like a he's like a big quiet Lee Marvin or somebody sitting yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, just knocking back that iced tea and yeah, okay. iced tea. Yeah, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> sure it is. So uh, thinking about getting on that that traffic back to Sherman Way and off to <laughs> off to mm. wherever he lives, Seaman Valley or something. But, Going to the smokehouse in Burbank for yeah. a drink. <laughs> what you do today? Well, it was on this movie with Van Heflin. Helen Hayes was sitting between us. It was great. Yeah, it was. It's just totally old old Hollywood. Yeah, craft service had ribs today. Thigh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. They're all figuring out what sitcom they're going to be on next month. Right. Uh, Is it Love Boat or Fantasy Island? No, that's a few years away. So hang on. Just hang on for everybody. Yeah. 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 Well, just, you, just kick back on Hollywood Squares for yeah. a few years and then <laughs> we'll find you a home. Uh, Wally Cox almost had my job, but here we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, a bit, I mean, the, the sets are fantastic. That uh, that fellow that's the uh, Vince Williams, the Cleveland dispatcher, he's got a, a nice little layout. And again, decorating with clipboards, the whole. It, it, it just, oh, yeah. You could have a drinking game every time they show a new set that has clipboards hanging on the wall for, you know. <laughs> Apparently no reason. Nobody believes in file cabinets. It's just let's put it on a clipboard and stick it on the wall. Although in uh, in Plan Nine, wasn't the the cockpit set was basically a shower curtain and a couple of yeah. clipboards, and then I think a compass <laughs> hanging up behind yeah. everybody for no apparent reason. Exactly. So this so. is uh, the Ed Wood school of uh, of set design. <laughs> Minimalism, we call yeah. it, right? Guerrilla <laughs> filmmaking. Yeah. Yes. There you go. And then they, you know, they, oh, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. I'm fine. I was just to say, you know. I, I love in this minute. I mean, I just love throughout this movie, beginning to end. And I know it's you guys must have beaten him to death by now. But it's just Dean Martin. Good Lord, just his his cockpit announcement. He's he sounds just so perfectly cool and so pitch. He's just pitch perfect. He, he you, you almost want him to sing it. Yeah. You know, he's, he's just butter smooth. You know, into Rome on schedule. Everything's just fine. You know, it's just he can tell me anything. And so oh, that's fine. <laughs> sure. I'll have another drink. Bomb, you know? sure. Yeah. Sure, this bomb. Hey, spoiler alert, guys. You know, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. about a bomb. It's only minute 72. Well, it's, um, it, and, of course, uh, as we've been following the Dean Martin School of Acting, uh, if you look at somewhere on, at 4 o'clock on that, uh, on that big cockpit scene, there's a giant cue card where he's reading those numbers. He, <laughs> he does course. not, doesn't memorize anything. But <laughs> Show it, up, read it, give him a drink, and, you know, sign yeah. the check. Yeah, in mm-hmm. this. In this one, the first five seconds, you can even watch his eyes just scrolling back and forth <laughs> reading the uh, the update. 
Oh, that's awesome. And then they, but, they spring for that expensive optical at the end with the, uh, yeah, the yeah. That was a triple point. Yeah, that was a really interesting thing. I was trying to, th- I was trying to think for a minute what that was reminding me of. And, um, um, what I came up and Woodstock. I can't remember what year this was. Okay. Woodstock. Also, uh, uh, the Thomas Crown affair. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas the, Crown. The original, you know, although what, what year did that one come out? Was that, uh, 74 though, wasn't it? I think it was a little bit later. I thinking a little bit later and they, they kind of overused it. it that, that gets pretty distracting trying to go back and watch that one. But, uh, yeah, it has kind uh, of that love American style, like tonight's guest stars thing. The, uh, yeah. should be uh, backing up singing in the background. <laughs> exactly. And you feel like it should stop and then we should start the movie at some point. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fascinating, a fascinating little minute of how, <laughs> how much stuff they can cram in on the, on this one thing. So this is kind of an expensive minute, at least from a, from a production standpoint. Uh, one good thing for it, we're watching, we're watching this uh, based on a DVD version and the particular scenes that we've seen in the cockpit was from a very poor recording. Uh, when they, when they first transferred it out to DVD, it's kind of washed out. It looks like it's uh, filmed off of a movie screen. I've gotten a new copy of the, uh, the beautiful universal re-release uh, on Blu-ray, and it is gorgeous. Oh. I mean, all this stuff that looks kind of washed out is just crystal clear. You can see the creases in uh, Barry Barry Nelson's uh, shirt and everything. It's just oh, a fantastic, wow. re, uh, fantastic renovation of the of the thing. So I can strongly recommend if anybody's thinking about getting a Blu-ray uh, from Universal, it's a great redo of uh, of this original film. Uh, that's great to hear. Is I've got what do they call it, the terminal pack for the little four pack box set of the of this one and then the sequels. Yeah. And you know, they're, they're okay, but I, a, a nice Blu-ray remaster would be great. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really a, a fantastic uh, redo. So I'm, I'm very, very pleased with the whole thing. Um, but this, anyway, this has been a really great minute. Uh, thanks so much for, for being with you. We're, I hope we can have you on uh, for tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think we can get them for tomorrow. You're, you're, you're an optimistic man. That's good. So. <laughs> you're going to have to talk to my secretary. Okay. And, uh, she likes bourbon. Well, well, we'll we'll check back with her. Um, but in, in in the meantime, folks uh, wanting to join in on the conversation, you can do so at several social media. We have uh, on Twitter, we have Airport Minute. On uh, Facebook, we have Airport Minute plus the Airport Minute Commanders Club, uh, where everybody gets together and chats about these things. We also have our great big website, uh, airportminute.com, where you can read over individual episodes, catch up on uh, episodes you may have missed. Uh, we also have opportunities for you to purchase that uh, Blu-ray we were talking about. It's also available digitally, so you can be watching Airport in the next five minutes if you go to uh, our, our website. And uh, let's see, I think that's about all the media that we can do. And yeah, but uh, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, the airportminute.com website. Uh, we will return tomorrow and talk some more on Wednesday uh, about uh, the further adventures of Flight 2 as it flies into destiny. Uh, but anyway, we will <laughs> catch us here tomorrow. Uh, and in the meantime, good day. Bye-bye. Thanks, you guys. This was a blast. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling.